What's up, YouTubers? Did you wear those shorts last night? <laughs> this is my VMA fit. Huh? You're listening to public announcement. <laughs> I can't hear them, but... <laughs> cool. Um, I'm James Ellis. Oh, damn. I'm Chris Black. You rock. He was a wild man. He is a wild man. I just love watching his rise. Our guest this week is Brandon Wardell. Brandon Wardell, who you may or may not follow on Twitter or Instagram or one of his other outlets. He is a 23-year-old comedian, originally from Virginia, now living out in L.A. And he is just really out here making the internet work for him. <laughs> you know, he's been on TV. He does stand-up. He's open for Bob Odenkirk and Bo Burnham. But he also is really well-known on Twitter for really, really ridiculous shit that he does that is very much his own. The Twitter work sort of stands alone. It's very distinctive. It's very distinctive. And the brand is strong. I mean, people are fucking with it. What I like about it is that I am definitely too old to think it's funny, but I still do. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the top of his demographic appeal. But he's just on it, man. He's on it. And he, for a guy who tweets so much, I would say most of it's pretty good. Well, he was definitely on one in this episode. He was on one. He was fucking on one. I mean, he's in New York. He had just been to the VMAs as a guest. So I think he was a little turned, you know. <laughs> Let me give Brandon Wardell props. He was 30 minutes early. I mean, after you got a sandwich in him, you know, he was fine. I did have to nurse him back to health a little bit. That's my job here at the show. It was a salad. Oh, yeah. And while he was eating that salad, I think he did one of those... You know, like a little, like a little Twitter piece. Hey, what's up, you fucking pieces of shit? Little art piece. It's still true, goddamn motherfucking respect. It's an experimental film. Yeah, that he shoots himself. It's uh, the thing with the you know, because really, real art. I mean, you don't need tools. No, it's not about the tools, man. It's about the concept. It's just about intention. It's about intention. It, it was nice, I'm sure, for you to see behind the curtain so early in in your relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a couple moments in this episode where it sounds like Brandon knows me. <laughs> But he actually doesn't. He doesn't. No, that's what a professional. I mean, I tell you what. The interesting part about Brandon is that I think it's it for a casual viewer or even a fan, it looks like he's just stumbling through life. And maybe he is to an extent, but there's a little more to it than that. And it, it's, I don't want people to think that there's no work involved in what he's doing because there is. Yeah, to actually build a career in comedy and showbiz, you you have to know what you're doing. It does require some sort of vision and a team and all the shit that it would require for any up-and-coming comedian or singer or whatever. I think more than anything, this episode is a window into a wild internet creature that is also a professional. No, I agree. And I think he's um, he's a fun thing to study. Let's go to our conversation with Brandon Wardell. I think we start with his outfit. Ever heard of Fashion Brother? His custom. His branded merchandise he was wearing himself. Yeah, one of his mini ventures. Mini ventures. Side, 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 side. Huh? These shorts are Wardell Robesman. The long sleeve t-shirt was Wardell Robesman. Did those shorts sell out? Not yet. We're in the process. How much are they? $40. That's actually not bad. Yeah, you know, like, okay, so yeah, you're not a damn r broke boy. A lot of these broke boys, you know, they hear $40 for shorts. They're like, what the heck? And I'm like, hey, it's, hey, ever heard of Fashion Brother? <laughs> Look it up. And then I beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, fashion. fashion. Look, Look it up, up bitch. First impressions are everything. I mean, those are an interesting design. <laughs> and the video music awards are always it's money, wild, baby. Man. Just to give the, the the listener a full picture, you have a <laughs> verified check on your penis. Yes. My logo on one side, Robeson's logo on the other but side. But just to just also to be clear, the your logo is a is an Apple charger. 
<laughs> my logo is an iPhone charger. Yeah. Okay. When we were designing the Wardell robes in season one, which <laughs> is one item. Well, yeah, we were thinking of we were thinking of oh uh, the plug emoji, and I was like, hold up, iPhone charger emoji. Why doesn't exist? Why doesn't it exist? So oh, that, that's... well, it doesn't exist, but now it exists, and now it's my fucking logo. Well, when I I think when I first met you, you that was when you were. Um wearing that as a accessory all the time yeah that was a phase of my life i used to wear an iphone charger around my neck but i'm i'm beyond that i i go through very public phases where i'll just get obsessed with like one thing and then just do it over and over and then let's walk through some of those then let's see we yeah got, so we got the charger as a necklace yeah, right so that was what maybe a couple years ago well yeah before that I used to wear a backpack on stage. Sure, which is a classic. That's a classic yeah. rapper move. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm basically a backpack rapper, and then I started wearing the iPhone charger around my neck without the backpack. Sure. I can only. It's only. It's one affectation at a time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's probably a good policy. Really, I wear the shorts a lot. The shirt has like my name on the front. That's a little extreme. The shorts are super comfortable well sure they're basketball shorts yeah once like i made the shirt that's when my avatar on twitter became like the pink plug mm-hmm. that's when it really started popping off you know <laughs> that's when it was solidified that's in when, the culture yeah. yeah that's when it was like oh how do you like new york new york city the most intersectional city in, in the damn world <laughs> i feel i feel very at home well in la i'm a i'm a sweaty pedestrian that like walks around wearing a backpack it feels weird because like you look like a vagrant right when you're a pedestrian in LA like I always get a bunch of tweets whenever I walk (laughs) texts from friends or like tweets from strangers being like hey just saw you uh walking down sunset oh damn (laughs) and like (laughs) walking is discouraged here it's like everybody's a sweaty pedestrian wearing a backpack that actually probably describes new york more <laughs> yeah. concisely than it's a definitely lot. my life yeah yeah I mean, like there's so many everybody's like sweaty and wearing a backpack and i'm like yeah this is my home these are this your is, people these are my people do you not drive at all i used to i i wrote a uh four pins article about it r.i.p r.i.p to four pins Hold on quickly do you have you met Twitter orange schlossman in real life yeah you have okay i just wanted to make sure because yeah. he was uh we did a podcast with him. It was very popular, but I've known him for a long time too. So I didn't know if. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't know if Wait, you guys did. You did. you hosted a podcast together? Or he was no, no, he was this? a guest here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you uh, had met him before because. Yeah, we hung out last time I was in New York. I was in New York for like most of May. What did you think about Lawrence? I like him a lot. <laughs> was it lit as he as he would say? Uh, yeah, he. It's it's funny. I think people sort of associate us. Yeah, I could see that. I just guess. like the, the same people that like hate me. Also hate the four pins Twitter account, you know. Like, that's a great way to yeah, to like put it. that's yeah. Like we had a conversation about that. Yeah, like a lot of times, like if I'll name search, like sometimes it'll be like, "Wow, I hate Ernest Baker, four pins, and Brandon Wardell." <laughs> you got <look> <laughs> Yeah, I don't really under. I mean, I guess I understand that to an extent, but that's not really right. That's a grouping I wouldn't choose. It's a yeah. It's it's an unfair grouping. It's just wild boys. Wild boys. Yeah. Some boys, people yeah. just don't like wild boys. That's right, true. exactly. A lot of people just can't enjoy enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, but you're also like feral internet creatures. You know, I think that right. spooks people. 
but it's weird when like somebody will be like i hate ernest and i hate brandon ernest is like completely different than me yeah i mean also didn't is he gone well he was sure. he like was out of the paint for a while we've been talking a lot recently he's good he's like good again that's good I mean, just the Twitter mob mentality can be insane. Like, there's, I stopped self-searching myself. <laughs> I stopped self-searching myself once I got, like, too famous to self-search myself. This shit is too wild? Because now, <laughs> yeah, now it's like... Now they tell you what they really think. There's, like, people that hate me that, like, literally know nothing about who I am. They or, just like, know about no Twitter. They follow you or, on Twitter. There, it's the people that don't follow me on Twitter that mm. are like hate tweeting me because they just like I get retweeted on onto their timeline, but literally like I like searched myself and somebody was like, "Man, I hate Brandon Wardell," and then somebody replied like, "Who's Brandon Wardell?" and they were like, "Uh, he's the guy that plays Joanne the scammer." <laughs> I was like, "What? Okay, yeah." cool um if you do get recognized or someone approaches you right what is it from twitter or hot takes generally yeah generally twitter because like i've been on like a couple comedy central shows tell us what you were on because i think i missed some of this stuff i've been on like at midnight and okay. adam divine's house party I did stand up on that and the meltdown tv show yeah. is like coming out and in a in like a month the meltdown with jonah yeah. kamel yeah. so like i did stand up on that that'll be on tv soon but i mean usually like the people that bring up hot takes also follow me on sure. twitter say what hot takes is oh so hot takes like is a it's a comedy central snapchat show that i have where um i'll just like express uh like dumb opinions <laughs> like that I like kind of believe in where I'll just like, like I did like an episode where it's like why cuddling is better than sex and just like shit like that. Or just I, cool stuff like that. Yeah, just cool just, stuff. <laughs> I just did an episode. I did like an episode where I like begged Justin Bieber to unblock me. Like it's just like <laughs> a minute and a half where like <laughs> comedy central just like lets me do whatever the fuck i want just because i mean like on snapchat they give me like a little more free range sure well and how does so, it work how does it work do you write stuff do they yeah come like to i you? write i mean they basically came to me like hey we want to we want you to do a snapchat show you said give me that motherfucking check Cut the check bitch give me that motherfucking check <laughs> and uh i flipped over a table <laughs> I'll like write the episodes and then send it over to them. And then there will be like one or two things where they're like, Hey, you're going too hard. <laughs> yeah. We we film like five episodes in a day. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a very easy process. That's been pretty successful too though. Right. People will like bring it up, like bring it up at parties and be like, Hey, I watched. <laughs> yeah, I saw watch you on Snapchat. Hey, what's up YouTubers. It's your boy, Brandon. And, um, some of you may know um i recently joined the illuminati it was sort of like the reason why i i think was able to do all of the comedy central tv stuff because like know. the relationship you it's formed cause, with yeah because well they liked what i was doing there and then the first episode of hot takes i think came out the day that i did at midnight did like, you win at midnight no but i'm glad i didn't because i got i got okay so the thing about the thing about At Midnight is, like, you can write some of your own jokes. They give you, like, like a list of jokes. Like, the writers write jokes. You get there at, like, four, and then they film at, like, six. Yeah. Have they been writing all day, though? 
Yeah, so like the writing staff, they write a bunch of jokes. They give you a list of jokes. You figure out like, oh, maybe I want to do some of these jokes. Maybe I don't. And then you can you can bring in like a couple of friends and like write your own shit. I ended up doing like a fair amount of that where I brought in my friends Andrew and Zed. We like wrote a lot of it. It's very easy to do that show and then not represent yourself well. Yeah. And like it's very easy to just like do that show and then like be corny because you didn't try. Yes. So like when I did it, it was like the week that all of those like Facebook reactions happened where it was like Love! Haha! Yay! Wow! Sad! Angry! Like the question was like Name a uh, name a status update that people would react to with wow, and this is the the first thing I said. This was the first thing I said on Comedy Central like ever. <laughs> was you know Chris Hardwick was like name a status that would make you say wow, and I, I was like finally it's my mom's dick. Wow! Um, oh, wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and did people like that? Yeah, people liked it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got third place, and so he was like... You're in third place, and we oh must eliminate God. you. Do you have any last words? And it, it was while Dirty Grandpa was in theaters. And, like, I had just watched... I had just watched Dirty Grandpa, like... It's, like, the fucking worst movie. It's, like, so... It's, like, chaotically bad. So I was, like... There's this movie, uh, Dirty Grandpa. It's uh, in theaters now, and uh, I just want everybody to check it out. Um, I'm not in it, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, good. Well, let's put a red light on Brandon. Yeah. And so I just used it for a duty grandpa plug. And what's weird is like, after you lose, you're still on screen for like two minutes. Worst loser of all time. And so I just stayed frozen, looking like really sad. <laughs> I knew that like, oh, if I just stay absolutely frozen for two minutes, there's no way they can like cut this. Did that work? Yeah. So there's like two minutes where I'm just like staring at the ground, like looking depressed. Kind of uh, the bad boy of Hollywood. You know, they, they're always, I, I walk around, they're like, oh, it's the, it's the bad boy of Hollywood, you know? So anyway, um, this is just a, an Illuminati secrets exposed. Well, no, the Vice show, I saw that and I saw you on it. Did you live at that house? Fuck no. <laughs> Flop house? No, fuck no. Have you lived in a house like that before? I lived in a house in Hollywood with uh, my friend Bill, my friend Cand, well, my my like ex Candace. We like lived together and then started dating. When we started living together, it was like crazy. that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, just like wasn't in a place to be in a relationship. This, this, and this. So it was like me. I was twenty-two years old at the time. Another 22-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 35-year-old <laughs> who had lived there before all of us. And it was... Let me fucking, guess. His name is... B is oh, no. I won't say his name. Um, it was it was like this... Yeah, this like 35-year-old dude who just lived there, yeah, before all of us. And it was like this fucking place in Hollywood that was like all carpeted, gross. There was no furniture in the living room. It's like a punk house. Yeah, it's yeah, very it was punk. Like, it was like very punk. So I had lived there for like a year. I moved in like like a couple months after I moved to LA. Yeah, it was like four sixty a month for rent. I was broke as fuck, so that was perfect. But was it an actual punk house or is it like comedy nerds? Comedy nerds. Yeah, it was like okay. fucking yeah, like the thirty five year old was like an improv coach, like 
cool, back. cool, like, cool, cool. The, my friend Bill was like caked up off like commercial money, like generic commercials, like anything. Well, yeah, he's just like he's like a funny, like nerdy looking dude. Anytime like a commercial needs like. He did like a Coca Cola Super Bowl ad now. Oh, he's and, like, good. So he's good. Like he lives in like a one bedroom now. Like <laughs> I live, I live in a one bedroom now. It's all good. We're out of that house. Candace is out of that house. Everybody's out of that house except I think like the thirty five year olds still in that house. It was fun for like what it was. I didn't ha- really have a career yet. It was just like a cool party house. But there was like this one night where my 35-year-old roommate who I shared a bathroom with, he came home super late, super late at night. Like people had to like drag him in. <laughs> Our toilet seat was like loose and he sat on the toilet seat and the toilet seat like broke off and he like fell asleep, like <laughs> just leaned up against the wall. My friend who like helped him in like took a couple pictures and then sent them to me. The thing about the pictures is like you can't tell. You're making a motion. Looks like you're holding, yeah, I'm holding like, a giant. Yeah, I'm holding baby I'm, or a dick. I'm, or, yeah. I don't know. So in the picture, you can't tell if you're looking at at like a dick and balls or poop. <laughs> Just the lighting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was lighting, lighting and angle. It's a really funny picture. And there's two of them. There's that one, and then there's one where like somebody put a pillow. <laughs> somebody put a pillow against the wall, and he's leaning against the pillow. I was sent those two pictures, posted it while I was like on a flight. <laughs> then like the tweet like blew up, and then my roommate Bill like called me like while I was in DC like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like this is like a crime. Like this is like a crime. What are you doing? This is so bad." I was like, "Yeah, it's it's a funny tweet." <laughs> and I get a, I get a call from. That's like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with you living here anymore. Ah, fuck. I said his name. Fuck. (laughs) I get a call from my older roommate that's like, hey, I'm not comfortable with you living here anymore. And I was like, ah, God. I mean, true. Okay. You took your lumps? Did you move out? Yeah, I had to move out. But I had, I threw a like getting kicked out of my house party. Oh, you made the best of it. It sounds like all classic punk house hijinks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was essentially like a frat house. And like, I feel bad for like, I feel bad for posting those photos. Like, there's definitely like an invasion of privacy, and he's a, an alcoholic, like for sure. <laughs> and you know, I deleted the tweets, but I the damage had been done. Yeah, I had to, I had to move out, and so I was like, okay, yeah. Did this just happen? No, 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 no. This is like, like the thing is, this is like before I had a career. So basically, like, if you just think of your favorite celeb, guess what? They're diaped up. You dropped out of college? Yeah. Did you start though? Well, uh, yeah. You started college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to I went to VCU in Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah. I grew and, up in Richmond. Yeah? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I would have loved VCU if I wasn't like already doing stand up, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I started stand up in high school. I went to a community college, then transferred to VCU. But like in between that, I visited LA for a summer for like a week. And then I like did Meltdown and like some of like the cool shows over there. Not like Meltdown when it was a TV show, just like uh, Meltdown and like took some like meetings and like realized like, oh, like I have something interesting. Like there's not a lot of young comedians who are like competent and like I was like, fuck, like, I should move out to LA, but I had already enrolled at VCU and, like, it's a cool city. 
but I can't be in Richmond. I gotta, I need to move out to LA while I'm still young and like try to build. I went to class maybe twice. I, for the most part, I was just like in, in this apartment with my friend Cole. I was mostly just like drinking NyQuil and like Jack. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a depressing time. And I was just like, what if I drank NyQuil during the daytime? <laughs> if I uh, changed it up a little bit. I had like a volcano. Nerd devices. That big old bag. So I was just like. That bag is a sadness. Yeah, hitting. You were probably smoking some Reggie at the time. Come on. Right. You I didn't mean, have the loud pack at the time. No, not in Richmond. <laughs> Not as far as I know. No, Richmond's I mean, got it. It definitely exists. Richmond graduates you to like real drugs. Real drugs yeah. real quick. Well, yeah. When I was like in DC and would buy weed, like like I was like, hey, so is this sativa? Or <laughs> and then she was like, I don't know, it's fucking weed. Smoke it. Like, what the fuck? Give me money and buy this weed. And then you go to LA and it's like, oh, this is a petty high where the you know. <laughs> I hate that shit. I hate yeah. the talk. Uh, what's up, YouTubers? It's your boy. Today, we're making cocktails. Well, all right, so when you made it to LA, are you fucking psyched? Well, yeah, so then I moved to LA. Did you have an agent, a manager, and all this shit? I, yeah, so I got like a manager and an agent because there was like some Washington Post article about like, oh, are these four Washington, D.C. comedians like next up or whatever? And just to be clear, anybody heard of those other three? No, like yeah. all of them, all of them are, you know, you, you know, none of them are famous. Um, that article came out and then I signed to this like manager and agent. But when I moved out to LA, they weren't really like doing shit for me. Like I was getting on like all the cool shows just through like personal, like comedian yeah. connections. They weren't really getting me any work. The agency like shut down. My manager was like, mostly had like older clients, Cheech and Chong and like... <laughs> Eugene Levy and shit, and so he was just like a millionaire off like American Pie one through <laughs> five thousand. Yeah, once I'm just, a millionaire, I'm not. Nah, you, know, I'm you young guys can so do your like, thing. Yeah, I don't want anything so like, to do this. It's it's like he had no real like motivation to like do anything real for me. You're right. I could use a guy like you to kick my ass every once in a while. I'm giving you a promotion. While I'm living in L.A. I get like an email about like, hey, do you want to open for Bob Odenkirk's album recording? It's from like this guy that like runs a special thing records because like Bob had asked like, oh, who who are some like popping in comedians? And so he sent videos and then Bob was like, oh, I like Brandon. And so we recorded that in like May of 2014. It didn't come out until like November and in between then i was like i was still i was getting on i had always been getting on good shows but like not doing much for work so i would i did like a pa gig on a subway ad and just like I was doing this like freelance seo shit yeah i was just like broke later that year we i went on tour with bob and the album came out the great thing about that tour though is actually i wasn't even opening like he would start the show and then like 20 minutes in, he'd be like, oh, so I have an album coming out with this guy, Brandon Wardell. What? You know, so yeah. he would do 20 minutes, bring you yeah, out? Yeah, and then he'd bring me out mid-show, and then I'd do 10 minutes of stand-up, and then he'd come back out. That's incredible and, Which for is you. great. Which I've is never like, heard of that. I mean, yeah, he's always exactly. been down for the weird format. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so like that was like huge. 
And so that was sort of like the beginning of it. Were you a huge Odenkirk fan? Yeah, uh, yeah, I loved Mr. Show and I love like... How old are you again? I'm 23. We're 33. Mr. Show is like something we grew up with. I remember it mattering to me quite a bit. It like, was a big deal. It seems rad. It seems super exciting yeah, to work yeah, with yeah. someone that oh, you've like was, been following along for. It was really exciting and like, you know, we were going on all these flights together where he was like giving me advice and like it was, you know, it was just really positive. After the tour, we did like an album release show, like at the Joan and Kumail show at Meltdown. Like when the album came out, Vice did an article about me being like, oh, meet Brandon Wardell. He's this 22 year old comedian who blah, 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 blah. Bunch of pictures of me like in my like trap house. <laughs> <laughs> you can see like my bed on the ground and just like a Spring Breakers poster and just, you know, there's like a shot of like my desk and you can see like a bag of mushrooms like <laughs> on the desk. That's, that's on brand though. I yeah. Think. That's when like all of like the management companies and all of the agencies were like hitting me up at once. I was getting like a lot of like free lunch, just like talking it out. Gotta go to Beverly Hills you know, for lunch, yeah. bro. I had something sort of similar happen after an appearance in Vice. Oh, yeah. When I was about the same age, I was in a band and we just moved to New York. We had a little blurb in the magazine and suddenly all sorts of record biz people were getting in touch. Right. I remember one guy calling, hey, I'm the head of A&R at Universal. Yeah. I'm flying out from LA to see your show. I'm thinking, why are you flying across why? the country to come to see our shitty band at Arlene's Grocery? Yeah, why? exactly. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why does there so much rigmarole? We could send you a video, you know, just chill, bro. But this dude seemed confident about it all, like like he knew how to spot him. His whole thing was, look, I signed Tool. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> you rock. Anyway, it seems sort of analogous. I had a set at a show called Comedy Living Room, and it was like a popular show where people would come to this house and they'd have like a big show in the living room. Like three different managers came out to be like, hmm. And did you just see the like the <laughs> thinking face emoji? Yeah. And so that was tight. And I got signed to all these people and then like went on tour with Bo Burnham and that was like amazing. And like while that was happening, sort of freelancing for like Vice and Four Pins, but like that's not a ton of money. No. Have you made a bunch of money yet? Cut the check. check. Yeah, now I'm good. <laughs> Like, no, like, 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 how, how recent is it? Very recent. 2016 is when I like started really making money. First so, year like, paying quarterlies. Like, <laughs> so you don't know what I'm talking about. Quarterlies. Quarter. Wait, like taxes. Quarter one. Quarter. Two, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I fucking I filed for a tax extension. <laughs> this is my first year like paying. This was like the first year where I was like, oh fuck, I have to like pay taxes. Yeah. And then I went through a breakup that I was like really sad about. And then like a couple days later, got a call like, hey, so we want you to like go to Outside Lands for like $5,000 for a weekend. And I was like, wow, shit, that's like more money than I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got like an email about like, oh, come uh, open for Bo at these colleges and like Opening for Bo at a college is so much more than opening for him at a theater. Yeah, he just got like, on that that college show. Oh, no, you money. know all about that. I know all so about like, that. The it's college the show money is great. During this whole time, I'm like just going really hard on Twitter. Everybody at Comedy Central is like, "Oh, you're like our favorite." When do you feel like the corporate world took notice? Like corporate folks seeing you as some kind of digital native. I'm not sure. An I, influencer, if you will. 
Oh, I think it was late 2015 because that's when that's when I got a job at like a network that I won't name where I was their cultural consultant. Oh, yeah. And so that's like that's when shit really started changing where it was like, can I just can you just walk us through one call with that company and what they're asking? So you? basically I would go into their office once a week, tell them like what's cool online, watch a pilot, tell them what I thought of it. Like, I just give them a list of like, oh, this is somebody you should check out online. This is somebody you should check out online. It's like a once a week job that started in January. And that all happens because of Twitter, right? Twitter like really started popping off like, late last year, I guess. Was Is there a moment? I mean, it's, what was the what, what was the viral tweet that you recall um, that really popped off? I don't know. I think like the first tweet that like really popped off was some like dumb tweet about like Netflix and chill where I was like... Uh, I hate when a girl wants to Netflix and chill. And I, I want to watch a damn show. I, like, I don't even know what the fuck the tweet was. I like hate the tweet, <laughs> but it's like the band's first hit single. They hate it. They have right, to play exactly. it for the rest of their careers. Yeah. Well, I hate like when people like yell dicks out for Harambe <laughs> at me on the street. Like, I don't want to deal with I Well, don't, But I mean, just I'm to be clear, that. is that yours? Is yeah. Dicks out for Harambe like, a Brandon I mean, Wardell original? I was the first on July 4th person 2016 to tweet the phrase dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> and then a day later, I made the vine with Trejo. Dicks out for Harambe. People will like yell it at me like it's my Rick James bitch. Yeah. You can't blame them. I mean, it's a good way for people to let you know they're heavy fans. Right. They yell yeah. dicks out for Harambe at you instead <laughs> yeah, of being wild. like, hey, Brandon Wardell, I'm a fan of right. your work. Yeah. I'm gonna show you how to DJ. It's easy. It's easy. The fake DJ stuff started like popping off. Which yeah, is let's funny, uh, like, let's talk about the fake DJing yeah. career. I um, I don't think I've sadly I don't think I've been lucky enough to witness that. Mm. But I'm pretty familiar with the process since I know both parties involved. Yeah. Walk us through Teen Party. In like October 2015, I was like, Jason, you got our friend them jeans. It's like, oh, dude, we should do a set where I fake DJ. And then I'll just like be on stage, like getting hyped. We did that once and it was like fun, but like pretty low key. Like is Jason like, also up there? Yeah, he's, yeah. And I'm just on stage, like getting hyped. <laughs> I'm just being a hype man to my own fake DJ set. Like, would you get on the mic? Yes. What's, What's up, up, YouTubers? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's help situate situate the listener. <laughs> Just like let's set the stage. So yeah, what? Well, let's say like, the week dicks out for Rambe dropped. It's like I yelled dicks out for Rambe into the mic a couple times. Like I love that it dropped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't like a big deal. And then November, December, I'm like working on shit. And then January, I'm like working on shit. And the the Twitter starts like really popping off. In October of last year, I was at like 10K. I'm, I, I'm at like 40K now. Once more people started knowing about me, I was like, yo, Jason, we should have a party. Like we should have a teen party event. And so the first time we did it, it was in April. And it was Alex Russell and Booty Math, Asher Roth. <laughs> uh me in them jeans and like is it, it globos yeah 
And some hoodlum, this artist, he did a bunch of visuals yeah. for it. That's the artist that does all the cover art for Tall Tales? Yeah. The Tall Tales podcast, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that was where, it, that was when it really started. It was like, oh, this is real now. Because it packed out. People are loving the teen hit parade. Right. And it's like, oh, I'm playing Party in the USA and just shit like that. And people are like losing their minds. That became like a monthly event. We did one in July where it was Heems, Creshawn, and this guy, Nick Coletti, who's like a big Vine star. So yeah, I guess Twitter was the big shift. Yeah. The other stuff we want to talk about, I do want to talk about the uh, comedy stuff because I feel like I don't think I've ever seen you do stand up. Oh, really? No. No, I mean, just I haven't. It just hasn't worked out like time wise. You know Have what I'm you saying? watched the video? Yeah, I've watched video. Yeah, okay, but I mean cool, live. Cool. The full life experience. <laughs> I think Chris is talking about the comedy world, the business of it. You know, that whole scene is so popping now. The, the amount of talk about it and shit is everywhere. And I just like, navigating it seems difficult to me. Navigating stand-up? Yeah. It seems um, very competitive. That's what people say. I don't know. I just sort of like operate in my own world. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just sort of like try to do my shit <laughs> well what is it what is your shit end game wise is there something specific you're focused on like what? something you're working toward i mean i want to like make a netflix special within the next couple of years so you're really going for it with stand-up yeah, like I like really care about. St I mean, stand up was the reason why I'm doing anything. That was the original. Like I've been doing stand up for a while, and uh, is it easy though to move to LA and kind of lose the focus because there's all this other shit going on? There's been like phases where I I just get distracted with like internet shit or fake DJ shit yeah. or whatever, and I'm not like working as hard as I should be on stand up. This week I've been doing a lot of sets. I just came here from doing a show at florida state and i did like an hour 10 minutes there and wow. it was like oh shit yeah yeah I'm a stand up what's the writing process like how are you how are you writing your set if i'm doing that long i want it to be i mean i want every set to be loose and i like fucking around you know like i never like sit down and i'm like i'm going to write jokes now no like seinfeld vibes like yeah. Pen and paper. I'm going to craft the fuck out of right. this thing. Um, I have a thing called Evernote on my phone. And so I'll just sort of like put ideas in there and then work them out during whatever my next set is and just sort of build from there, see what sticks. I know comedians have different styles. Yeah. Some seem to freestyle and test ideas in real time. Other folks are more private, writing material behind the scenes. But all of those those people like have a seed of an idea. Like Bill Burr, when he's working shit out on stage, he has a seed of an idea and then he'll just sort of talk it out. That's definitely what Bill Burr's doing on his podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. I think it's wild how he works out ideas on the pod. He's just by himself talking into a microphone Dude, that's hard man that's like at least with a crowd you got a crowd you right. know what i'm saying yeah. like if they hate you you know if they, it's something to occupy well you. yeah there's something there's definitely something crazy about just being isolated in a room <laughs> <laughs> like just the idea of being isolated in a room being like these are my opinions i'm gonna express my opinions for an hour <laughs> it's really difficult it seems like, really i can't imagine me. yeah. yeah i mean bill burr does it well he's a maniac he's the only one who does i mean he's yeah. the only one who can do that i think yeah 
I didn't know the Netflix thing was on. I didn't know that was that was a goal of yours. Yeah, oh, I mean, it makes sense. I just you know I've yeah. never talked about it with you. And I think do those things. I mean, they move the needle for sure. Right. Well, yeah. I think a Netflix special is the goal now in 2016. I think like in terms of wanting to do an hour special, that's where I want to do an hour special. You know, it's definitely and the like, HBO special yeah. of, of today. Right. Like I, I would kind of rather so. have a special be on Netflix than HBO even. Yeah. Well, Netflix is also branded themselves as like the home of the one hour comedy special absolutely young comedy and young yeah, strange yeah, yeah. content in general yeah. yeah yeah i i know a lot of friends that have done like a half hour you can do a half hour comedy central special and like that's i don't like if they asked me to do that i would say no because i'd be burning a half hour of material and like it gets aired once and i don't think it's like really that easy to stream afterwards and like i really just want to like build an airtight hour and like have that hour be my I first I think for special, your fans you know? too it's got to be on yeah. Netflix cuz I don't think anybody that loves you is fucking watching cable right you know yeah I'm yeah saying? yeah exactly you're like the king of untethered <laughs> right uh, i can't imagine them sitting down settling into hbo yeah yeah exactly like it's it's all like i i retweeted my friend adam and he has maybe like two thousand followers or something and so i retweeted him and he was like fuck man every time you retweet me i feel like i'm flying <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like looking through all the people that liked it and he was like all of these people it's all girls with dog filled pictures yeah, and that's, like that's you all of their names are like fucking like xanax pikachu and like <laughs> that's what's out there exactly yeah so i feel like for my fan base it would just make sense for me to do a netflix special no i agree what about yeah. acting do you have any interest in that or no absolutely you would. yeah yeah i mean i just recently filmed a thing called drive share that paul Shear and rob hubel did and it's like the way it was pitched to me was like taxi cab confessions but with uber <laughs> and it's like really funny it's all improv and so i, I did like an episode of that and I did an episode of like Paul Shear has a show called Filthy Preppy Teens that he asked me to do and I did a, a small part in the movie late last year like, I'm very down to act I absolutely want that but it's also like the thing about acting is like I don't admire anyone who's just an actor because I feel like you don't have that much agency over your life you know because yeah, it's, it's like a, yeah, you're just sort of like waiting around for like the next gig but I guess with what I do which is like I don't even know what I do like I've searched what does Brandon Wardell do on Twitter and there's a bunch of people that ask that all the time <laughs> like there's a bunch of people that are like I'm not sure exactly what he does no that can work out yeah that no. can work out just fine I, but I think that's good I want to build a strong confusion brand <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it can really work out. Like, like, like brand. I, I'll just fucking make clothes and do like a lot of stand up stuff and like do this, this, and this. And it's easy to be like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure what he does exactly. But yeah, like I love acting. The couple times that I've, I've acted, I've been like, oh, yeah, I should do this more. The thing is, though, it's, I go on auditions sometimes. I feel like if that person doesn't have any context of who I am or whatever, I feel like I I probably won't get that role. 
sure. I feel like anytime, anytime I have acted or will act, it's based it's on your be personal brand. Based off of yeah, it's going to be based off of somebody knowing my shit and all of that. That Paul Shear stuff that was an offer. Like I never had to audition. He just was like, oh yeah, I want Brandon Wardell to do this. Are a lot of these more established guys pretty supportive? Yeah, I think for the most part, a lot of the people are fans of me, which is nice. It's good to know that people get it there's like so many people that hate me sure but like that's like a vocal minority because it's it's just in response to all the people that do like me you know once the numbers are big there will always be a population that isn't feeling what you're all about yeah exactly i remember talking to schlossman about the same thing and i i really enjoyed his take like he yeah. couldn't be bothered yeah like he seemed pretty immune to the opposition that comes with digital punditry See, I think right. I'd get wrapped up in the haters, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's why. <laughs> so just to like keep my mental health right, I just I set my notifications to only people I follow. Smart. Because like that's an option now. I did that because it was just like, I don't need to like see. Wake up in the morning and see people shitting like, on you yeah, every single exactly. day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like once like the mentions really started rolling in, I was like, yeah, I should probably just do this. Yeah, for sure. It's a mental, yeah, it's smart. Just, I don't want that to infect my day. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. easy to let that happen, I think. Right. That brings me to another question I had, which is about, are you ever concerned about growing up as this like bonkers insane person? That like it's <laughs> like too far removed from regular life well because this all happened to you like pretty young yeah no i mean i i've talked about it before with people where <laughs> I, I think my brain is broken like i absolutely <laughs> the internet and irony like ruined my brain I mean, I'm just kind of a troll online, and this dude, Adam Conover, do you know who that is? Mm -mm. He, like, hosts Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. He's a funny dude, but he fucking mentioned me yesterday being like, Hey, Brandon, have you joined the alt-right? I'm just, like, concerned for you as a friend. Just wondering. And then I was like, LMAO, no. <laughs> and then he was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh. Yeah, he was like, oh, okay. It's just a lot of the stuff you've been posting lately would make sense next to a an alt-right anime avatar. And I was like, IDK, man. Irony poisoning ruined my brain. <laughs> well, at least you're aware, you know? Yeah, but He was like, like actually concerned that you're like a Trumper or something? Yeah, which I don't understand. I think it was like, because I'll, I'll like make fun of like over early entry level woke people sometimes <laughs> which because i just think I it's like a very it that way. That overly a entry level woke yeah, people <laughs> like i think it's just oh my god they're very easy to make fun of you know pro-am woke these fucking dudes that are like tryhards like don't actually read anything like they'll just look at like think piece headlines and then just read buzzwords and be like ah oh, that's bad I'm an ally and this is bad. And it's like, shit is m so much more nuanced than like the way people act like it is on the internet. And it's like very frustrating and it's like irresponsible. He, he was being like, oh, you're being irresponsible because there's, there's people saying and doing vile things online through the guise of irony. I don't know, man. I've been online for so long. Like I've just been logged the fuck on for so long i'm extremely online as hell 
and the idea of just getting outraged about anything is so dumb to me like just getting outraged is corny i could not agree more like getting being outraged is corny as fuck (laughs) like actual outrage yeah like (laughs) nerds at their keyboard ready to express themselves (laughs) one time i like posted a tweet where i was like get you a man who can do both i'm getting retarded (laughs) (laughs) which is like uh, (laughs) right (laughs) oh you got a hold of him all right like when yeah when get you a man who can do both was like a big thing I, I posted that. I posted a thing where I was like, get you a man who can do both. And it was a picture of like the diagnosis for manic depressive disorder. <laughs> and both of those things are structurally sound, great jokes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Those are both very funny jokes. But then both times, like people were like, oh, I can't believe you would use those words. Or like, oh, how, how dare you make light of mental illness? And it's like, yo, you're a loser for getting mad. I've never been mad in my life. <laughs> never. Hey, why are you? Yeah. Hey, come on. You logged on to get mad. Okay, cool. The only thing that makes them happy is getting outraged. It's a nice way to pass the time. Yeah, that's their hobby is just getting outraged. And it's like, I don't know. I'd rather be the guy making jokes than the guy like getting outraged about shit. Well, now I know you've had a taste of that. Right. Internet outrage machine. We talked about that like off pod, that whole thing where I was making fun of this guy that's on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. This guy, Matt Reif, he's like a white young comedian. He's like the token white guy on there. He like wears stud earrings <laughs> and like he's five carat like, Nick Lachey diamonds. Like, Does this person matter at all? I mean, do people know him? Kind of, like, teen girls. Okay. He posts, like, a lot of these pictures where it's, like, him, like, being an aspiring Instagram model and he wears (laughs) fucking diamond stud earrings and shit. And so he posted a picture that I made fun of. He posted some picture of Kyle Massey where where he was like, thank you, Kyle Massey, for coming out to support me at the Laugh Factory. Hashtag wild and out. Hashtag that's so raven. Hashtag Corey in the house. Hashtag young gunners. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) it was all this shit. And then I just Young like, gunners. I had screenshotted it and I was just like, LMAO, imagine posting this. <laughs> Look at all these hashtags. And then I posted a tweet where there's four more corny Instagrams of his and was like, LMAO, this guy's a stand up comedian. <laughs> and then he saw the tweet and then was like, what's up, bitch? You have something to say not on Twitter? And then it became like a huge thing where it was like, when Matt Rife wants to fight you, hashtag Matt Rife, hashtag Green Eyes, hashtag Wild and Out, hashtag young gunners <laughs> and so i just like trolling him hard and then we we're just going back and forth he was like my friend robeson like he tweeted at him being like you want to fight bitch we we ain't really with all this internet shit i mean we are but we also <laughs> love to fight <laughs> and, and then matt raff was like north hollywood park 7 p.m and uh do you think he actually went to the park he did oh he posted pictures and so he tweets at me like on my way do you think he actually wanted to fight you yes Yes. like he would have like yes done the whole literally wanted to fight me and so he posts this he was like on my way how old is this person 20 hashtag young gunner he posted that and i was like uh cool man i'm at my apartment drinking tea listening to sufjan stevens (laughs) i never agreed to fight you like what are you on right now I made a joke and then you're like, come fight me in the valley. And like, I don't have a car. I'm not going to Uber to North Hollywood. 
That's like a $15 Uber. You want me to take an Uber to go to a fist fight? Like, fuck out of here. And so we're just like making fun of him. And then all of a sudden, like... like you're, this is all happening on Twitter, yeah. I assume. And yeah. then all these people start searching his name with the N-word and shit and just finding all these tweets. That's what happens on the internet. People yeah. go rogue. So he had some offending tweets. Right. Was it really horrible? Yeah, they were really bad. First, he starts being like, these are photoshopped. He deletes all the tweets. He's like, those tweets are photoshopped. And then later he starts being like... Brandon Wardell has a, an inside man at Twitter <laughs> that's hacking my account and posting tweets from years ago. And literally, yeah. that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... what are you talking about? And then Complex, like, posts an article where it's like, Matt Reif exposed. And then all these popping, like, feminists and, like, activists and shit. Like, D-Ray, the creator of Black Lives Matter, like, tweets at me being like, well, you ended that quickly. All these people are applauding me. Oh, so the rest of the internet takes over? Yeah, you did some real social justice work today. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I don't know. No, I was just making fun of a corny guy. And then he just happened to ha say bad things in the past. I, at no point was <laughs> I like, I'm going to expose this problematic straight white male. But then I got a bunch of credit for it. And it was hilarious because I was like, I wasn't trying to do that. The internet's powerful, man. You can't be in control of what happens. Right. Exactly. You just can't. It's out of control. They probably went too far with that guy, is the right. reality. Yeah, Like, exactly. they probably went too yeah. far, but you can't call off the troops. Right. Well, the internet is dying to teach people lessons yeah. as a mob. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Brandon Wardell Task Force was out in full force. <laughs> it was just a wild day online. <laughs> I've never had that power. It has to be nuts. exciting, but... um also kind of scary and lawless yeah i was like worried because it was like all of my fans are like smart funny trolls that are like very internet literate and then like his fans are just teen girls who watch wild and out so it was like a really wild mob situation when that's something like that's going on are you fucking like buzzing like trying to hold your phone oh, and figure out like, what to do i was or? really like high off of it when yeah. it was happening because the internet really is like a drug for sure yeah yeah and it's a drug that i'm strung out on <laughs> <laughs> like the internet is a drug and i'm strung out I got way too logged on. Hey, what's up, you fucking pieces of shit? It's still true, goddamn motherfucking respecting at women hours. And so, if you're if you're not if you're not online respecting women, how about you freaking log off? Sorry. Touch your heart. Huh? How about you? Crushing in my hands. Delete your account. Hello. As I sleep in this bed, I think about how, like, a lot of people, they're afraid of the monster under their bed. Sorry. What's up, YouTubers? It's your boy. But me, I'm afraid of the patriarchy. What's up, YouTubers? It's your boy. Today, we're making cocktails in... Society. I am getting over you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually not sorry. So. You're listening to Public Announcement. Turn up. 
I'm James Ellis. I'm Chris Black. That was Brandon Wardell. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Wardell. I think you can follow him on Instagram the same thing. Look for him on the Comedy Central Snapchat and at a uh, shitty stand-up venue near you. I enjoyed seeing him at Matchless. Yeah, oh yeah. I had fun. I forgot. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Anyway, that's a sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Mardeep and Jay went to go see him do stand up. I mean, after this whole conversation, seeing him actually do his thing was cool. You know, Mardeep actually told me that an older Chinese lady tapped him on the shoulder and leaned over and said, What is Kush? <laughs> <laughs> And he said that it, it, he was like, it blew my mind. It was the best, it was amazing. It was the best part of the night. Look, you just got to get off of it. You, yeah, you need to, you don't need to know what it is. You seem to be off it. Yeah. So check out Brandon on the fucking WWW and look for his stand up dates and all that shit. This episode was produced by Jim Nicholas and edited and mixed by Paul Phelan. Shouts to you guys. Thanks, as always, to Diamond City Studios for hosting our wild man and letting him eat a salad in the uh, control room. Just another day at the stewed. Another day at the stewed. Okay, I know we've been teasing it, but seriously, the next episode will be the beginning, the kickoff of the Nashville package. Oh boy, public announcement live from Nashville, baby. Get ready. We flew down there, man. We got ourselves a fucking six-pack of buds. A six or a bud, some matcha on top, fishing pole, couple days off work. Hell yeah, man, that's all I need. Wild Boy's got Wild Boy describes him so accurately. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I think that's the, I think that's the episode the episode name, the making of a digital wild boy.